Well, Alabama took care of Mississippi State for the 15th straight time this past weekend, and there was a lot more to discuss than just the football game. It was a huge recruiting weekend for Alabama. And what time will Bama and LSU kick off? Well, we know the answer. We'll tell you right here on Locked on Bama. Our Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked on Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm pretty good. Uh, Halloween's coming up. I sort of like, that's an underrated holiday. And is it a holiday? Because no one gets off work, right? Is there anybody in the country who's like, oh, boss, Halloween. Uh, well, no no one's working on Monday. Satanist. I mean, it's, <laughs> yes, technically it's a religion. Anyway. They have a tough, um, time, they have a tough time keeping jobs out here. Um, every time they get fired, the boss is like, why don't you go to H-E-double-L Hawk of Sticks or whatever it is? And they go, sure. That's what I've been I'd playing. Love to. I'd love to. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Jimmy, we're going to wrap up the Mississippi State. Anything else from that game you want to get into? Because I really want to talk about recruiting today. There's a lot of big visits this past weekend. Um and I'll go ahead and spoiler spoiler alert, Alabama LSU going to kick off at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, everybody already knew that, but it was just announced right as we we're beginning to record this. Um, so Baton Rouge at night, you know, hey, we're used to it. Um, but anything else from the Mississippi State that game that stands out to you? Can't believe I'm, uh, I'm putting this out there. But, uh, you know, I've got an actual fall wedding that day. And you know how I feel about these things. But uh, – I'm actually uh, officiating the wedding. I'm marrying people. I'm sorry, do what? I'm I'm doing the marrying, um, uh, which is so funny because for years I was a divorce lawyer breaking marriages up. Uh, at least on this one occasion, I will be marrying people. I am doing the dearly beloved we are gathered here part and then uh, 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 pronouncing them uh, man and wife. I'm doing that part. It's a little cottage industry. I mean, you can marry them, and then later on, you're you're inventing work for yourself. I like it. You can divorce them. But all right, so let's talk about Mississippi State. Is there anything left for you to discuss? Uh, I mean, a lot. Because I'll tell you what, and, and I mentioned it in the last show. I think uh, you know, uh, I love Demarco Helms jumping all over Jacquez Robinson. Not because I like seeing Jacquez yelled at. Uh, frankly, I don't. Uh, but but what I do like about it is. There is some dog in these guys. There is some players insistent on playing to the standard no matter the game situation. It reminded me of the A.J. McCarron, Barrett Jones, brouhaha in 2012. It reminded me of uh, Ronnie Harrison and Reuben Foster getting into it on the sidelines. Uh, it, it's important to them to get it right no matter what the game situation is. That is old school Saban. And uh, I, I thought it was the most encouraging thing in the game, along with the emergence of uh, Eli Ricks as a, a second shutdown corner opposite Kool-Aid. Uh, I think that's going to make Alabama's defense better uh, down the stretch. Now we only have to figure out how to run the ball. That won't be hard. That, yeah, that's all we've got left to do. Um, there have been some screams, and I'm right there screaming as well, for Jamarian Miller to get some more touches. But, you know, I mean, 
truth of the matter is he's our fifth back, right? I mean, it goes, you know, the typical first three of Jameer Gibbs, then Jason McClellan, Roy Dell Williams, uh, then you would have to think Trey Sanders and and then Jamarian Miller. So, I mean, I, I, I doubt he's going to get up there. And maybe we're reading too much into the fact that he is feasting on uh, backups against lesser competition late in the game. But, boy, I really just like the way he runs. And I, I feel like we need a shot in the arm somewhere. And, you know, we're not getting it from the guys outside of Jameer Gibbs. Occasionally we're not getting it from the guys that are playing right now. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean that as a – sometimes you just got to – you got to try something different, right? I mean, I'm not against it just because I'm so excited about Miller. I've been praising him since I saw him in the spring. I've loved Jamarian Miller. I uh, loved him as, as a prospect and loved him right off the bat. And I would love it. But here's just, just one thing. Uh, people might have noticed this past weekend Roy Dell was actually the second back in the game and uh, not Jace. And I can't help but wonder – uh, Jace, let's be honest, I mean, not picking on him, but Jace has been pretty bad at the blitz pickups. He's gotten Bryce hit uh, repeatedly. He's picked up holding fouls uh, as the back in protection. And uh, I can't help but think if Roy Dell is the number two back and Jace got demoted, uh, it's specifically related to that because Jace hasn't done well in that regard. And I bring that up just simply because it is typical for true freshman backs to really struggle with that, not just getting the block made, but knowing who to block and where to line up and seeing it pre-snap and then knowing how to block a guy that's rushing from the outside versus a guy that might be coming up the A-gap. Uh, if we're not seeing Miller, you know, it, it, it's it's likely that. And, and hey, people, just, you've got to understand this. I don't care if you rush for 200 yards in the game. If you got the quarterback hit three times, you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be playing. The 200 yards isn't worth it. We can't win and accomplish all we want to accomplish if Bryce is in the hospital. We can't have players out there getting Bryce hit uh, when we have others uh, w w where it wouldn't happen. Gibbs isn't great at it, but he's getting better. And uh, apparently Roy Dell and even Trey Sanders actually pretty good at picking up blitzes. So if Miller's not playing, it's because of that. It's not because – they don't think he could run the ball effectively. Yeah, and the other thing about Gibbs, okay, maybe he's not the best blocker, but he's so good at everything else. I mean, I think you right. can forgive it somewhat, and what you can do is split him out, uh, whereas I don't know that you can split Roy Dell or, or even Jace out and and uh, have that same kind of effect. Um, you, you did a great job talking about uh, Jameer being split out in certain situations against Mississippi State yesterday, so um, that is something – uh, to, to keep an eye on, uh, you know, I and that's also a great point about the blitz pickup because you're right, I would rather have no running backs play at all than get Bryce Young hurt or get him hit. I mean, to even right. get a chance of getting hurt. Uh, speaking of which, and this is going to go off topic just for a second, last night watched the Dolphins and the Steelers and I also watched the pregame where there was an interview with Tua Tungavailoa, and, and he was talking about how, you know, yeah, this has given me a lot of time to think about um, about my future, and, you know, I need to throw the ball away more, and I need to slide earlier, and I need to do all these things. He did none of that. He no, no. did none of that. I mean, every time he was tackled, every time he took off running, all I could do was sit there with my fingers crossed, like, don't get hurt, don't get hurt. Oh, my God, I think you got hurt, and he didn't get hurt. But he played pretty well. They only won 16 to 10. He, he looked great in the first quarter and then sort of tailed off from there. 
But, um, you know, the Dolphins did get the win, and they're a much better team with him. And it was fun to see Waddle have a nice game, Najee Harris have a nice game, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick had a nice game. Uh, dude, they're just – Levi Wallace, um, they got some – they got Bama guys all over the place on Sunday night, so that was a lot of fun. Let me tell everybody about Simply Safe now, Jimmy. Um, as everyone knows, athletes rise and fall in the ranks, but when it comes to saving money, Simply Safe always stays on top. And right now, you can save big with Simply Safe Home Security. They're giving listeners 40% off their advanced security system. Simply Safe was just named the best home security of 2022 by US News. I use it, I love it, my wife loves it, my family loves it, everything's great. You'll love it too, because it's simply safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. I'm telling you, it is with 24-7 professional monitoring. When a threat is detected, Simply Safe's monitoring professionals promptly contact you and dispatch first responders to your home ASAP, even if you're away and unable to respond. Don't miss this chance to save big when you protect your home with the best, and that's Simply Safe. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com backslash locked on college today customize the perfect system for your home all right jimmy i do want to get into recruiting before we do that i just it is important to, to that simply safe uh it is important because um i watched this documentary the other day uh, i think the documentary is called home alone and it's about how these burglars break in during the holidays and and, and burglaries pick up and they'll break into your home even if your kid is home alone but thankfully, thankfully, they're easy to fool. They are wildly incompetent. But is it the secure, yeah. this yeah, simply safe is still a very good idea, even for wildly incompetent uh, uh, burglars who who can be foiled repeatedly by a uh, kindergartner. Yeah, and you know if they if uh, Macaulay Culkin had simply safe, he wouldn't have had to invest in all those paint cans. And Joe Pesci. You know, no telling where he'd wind up. But anyway, um, so I do I do want to bring up the Jermaine Burton thing for just a second. We're not going to spend a whole segment on it. Let's let this thing die on the vine a little bit. Um, I've watched the video a few different times. It's it's kind of it's not overblown because I do think he made contact with a female, which I don't advocate in, in any way. Um, I also think that it is fair to say. He was put in a bad situation, just like I've talked about before. When you storm the field and the players are still out there and everybody's energized, it's a problem. I could share my own stories of just walking out of various stadiums um, one time or another. And just as a fan, you get worried a little bit. Can you imagine being a player and super energized? Again, I am not advocating what he did. I'm also not sure that he should have been suspended for the year or kicked off the team or any of these other things people are talking about. I also don't think he just threw a punch at the young lady. I don't think that at all. We also don't know the whole story like Nick Saban said. So, again, I'm not trying to say I wouldn't have suspended him. I, I would have. I'll be honest. I have no problem saying that. But I also don't know the whole story. There might be something else in there that we don't know. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think that uh, – some people are taking this a little further than they should. Some people are taking it not as far as they should. Um, regardless, I think the truth is somewhere in the middle. And um, I think there's a big conversation to be had here about number one. Yeah, Jermaine Burton needed needs some kind of counseling about this for sure. 
Number two, I think that the SEC needs to dole out much bigger fines for storming the field because while everybody says how much fun it is, it can be a little bit dangerous. That's all I want to say about that. Don't even let's let's not talk about it anymore because it is controversial and there's really no way to win in this argument because it feels like if you say, hey, you know, I don't know that he should be kicked off team. Oh, you advocate violence against women. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. So anyway, um, recruiting wise. Okay, Eli Ricks was the story uh, this past weekend uh, in terms of his play. And Desmond Ricks is reclassifying a 2023 uh, superstar. Well, he's now a 2023 guy. He was 2024 guy. A superstar defensive back at IMG, originally from Virginia. Um, number two player in the country for 2024. Don't know where he'll fall in 2023. Number one, Jimmy, have we ever determined if these two are related? I don't think they are. I don't believe I don't they are. Okay. That's um, I sort of know that they aren't, but I, I would know if they are. So, no, no, I don't believe that they are, but I suppose they could be cousins or something that I would be unaware of. Uh, yeah. Joseph Hastings is who interviews the kid. I think Bones talked to the kid. Uh, I don't. That's not my, my role there. Uh, I do read their work and talk to Bone and Hastings off, off air by text, and so I know some stuff, but. I don't believe he's related to Eli Ricks. I think that just comes from their last names and the fact both spent time at IMG. But Eli Ricks is from California, and this kid grew up in Virginia. So Correct. I really doubt it. And it's not like Ricks is, uh, you know, a yeah. last name like, uh, you know, what's a funny uh, – Virginia. Yeah, there we go. Sure. <laughs> the third. Um, no, yeah, I mean, Ricks is pretty common. So, I mean – B. John Robinson's a great running back at Texas. There is no relation. Yeah. And I'm not related. Is he related to I'm, Luke Robinson or Brian I'm, Robinson? I'm vaguely re related to A'shaun. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so Desmond Ricks, do you feel, first of all, his reclassification, do you think is it is just the quinky dinks of all quinky dinks that he does this and announces this about the time that Cormani McLean is about to commit on October 27th and probably commit to Florida. And do you feel like maybe this was orchestrated at all for Alabama, or do you feel like this is just something he, he's been wanting to do and Alabama's not a lock? Um, I would be surprised if it's orchestrated by Alabama because, while I think Alabama leads. I think when it's orchestrated by Alabama, Alabama would lead by miles and miles, and I'm not sure that's the situation. I think Alabama likely leads. I think when you're reclassifying – you probably announce it when it's determined by the counselors at IMG that this is something that is academically possible or, or it's been approved or, hey, we crunched the numbers and, yeah, you can reclassify. Then you announce at that point. You don't announce it when you're considering it. You announce it only after it's determined that it's feasible or that this is likely something that is going to happen. So I, I just think it's a little bit more of a, a coincidence that that he's announcing that a, a, around the same time Cormani McLean is making his announcement that likely is not going to be Alabama. Uh, I do know, and they're both five-star talents. Uh, they're both in Florida, at least currently. Uh, and, uh, you know, is Desmond Ricks a nice replacement for Cormani? Uh, yeah, because they're – extremely similar in terms of their skill set and their talent. Uh, Desmond Ricks is a is a Cormani McLean level talent at corner. So this would be really big for Alabama uh, per Hastings and Bone. Uh, you know, they, they, they say, I think they use the term Alabama leads. 
but but it's 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 likely not a lock. I think we can be real optimistic and excited about this. Uh, that's fair. Uh, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't etch it in stone just yet. He's also seriously considering LSU. Okay, so I mean LSU certainly in the mix, which is ironic because Eli Riggs transferred from LSU. Right. Um, I mean that's just it's always well, they're always, brothers. They're brothers. Yeah. Just, just kidding. They're not brothers. <laughs> and I don't confuse this any more than it already no, is. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jimmy. Let me tell everybody about LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs, of course. Uh, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. That's key for free. Look, with inflation today, everything you can get for free is even better. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the quality qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn dot com slash locked on college that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions may and i bet they will apply all right there was another uh couple of guys on campus this past weekend julian salen am i saying that right the quarterback yeah that's right yeah i think that's right (laughs) julian's yeah that's right i think it's right julian salen um he is uh from California, another California dude. It'd be cool to have another or Saiyan, not not Salen, Saiyan. Yeah, I don't Sorry. think there's an L in there. I think it's S A Y I N. Like I'm just like, saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I think that's it. Um, so uh, he's a five star 2024 guy um, from Carlsbad, California. He is, you know, five star by most services. He's he's number thirteen in the country on twenty four seven sports, but that still only has him as a four star right now. Six one one eighty five. Um, you know, he's not, maybe not the best measurables in the world, but I don't even know if that matters anymore. Um, but uh, he's looking at Alabama, Georgia, LSU. There's LSU again. And so this is a guy that, um, you know, Alabama's still reaching out to California for quarterbacks. What do you think about him? Uh, I mean, I'm super, super, super high on him. I mean, one of the things about his measurables to me that stands out, even though you're like, oh, he's 6'1", 185, that, that's not special. Well, what is special is that he can be 6'1", 185 and be uh, eligible. I'll use that term. Uh, he's a take at Ohio State. He's a take at Georgia. He's a take at LSU. He's a take at Alabama. That's nuts. I mean, you would think a, a junior, some kid that's a junior in high school right now, that's a quarterback that would be a take at every elite top five program would be a six foot five, 210 pound freak or some sort of crazy level, you know, a Lamar Jackson type athlete. Joyce is nothing like that. He's even 6'1", 185, yet everyone wants this guy. So, yeah, it would be a big deal. Uh, I'm a fan of some in-state 24 guys and some 24 guys that are in the region. But uh, Nick Saban has built Alabama by signing the best of the best of the best of the best. And uh, Joy and uh, I mean, th- this kid, I'm just saying he is the best or one of the best of the best. I'm just saying. And, th- and that's very good. And then uh, um, let's see, the other guy I wanted to throw out there, and, you know, we've talked about uh, Rousseau and we've talked about James Smith and all that forever. So I want to talk about Sterling Dixon, a 2024 guy uh, from down in your neck of the woods. 
and he visited Alabama, he's going to actually make a commitment. I think it's on December 1st. And um, again, 2024 guy, Auburn thought they led for him for a while, but I think Alabama's really picked it up. What do you think about him and what are Alabama's chances? Very excited about Sterling Dixon. Uh, I would say if you're a fan of Deontay Lawson, if you're a fan of number 32 for Alabama and think he's a fantastic sophomore and you're lucky and, and you're happy to have him, uh, you're, you're kind of getting the same kid here. And, and I mean that as, as a huge compliment to Sterling. I think that's a, a good comp and a fair comp. Uh, real similar, versatile athlete linebacker, a kid that's played a lot of safety in high school because he's so athletic, but he might be at his best rushing the passer as a high school player. And, and he's awesome in the locker room and a leader. Doesn't sound a lot like Deontay, and he played at the same High school program for the same coach, Ronnie Cottrell. Uh, similar offer list will be ranked, I think, similarly uh, when it all comes out in the wash at the end. Uh, Sterling is going to announce on December 1st. I, I really like where Alabama sits right here with Sterling Dixon. Uh, what's incredible, Luke, is uh, Alabama doesn't normally make decisions on juniors this early and have an offer, a commitment list as lengthy as it is. Uh, in 24 kids, uh, that's unusual for Alabama. And if people say, oh, this is a change in philosophy. No, it's not. It's these specific kids are so good and they want to commit and you can't turn them away. They're just too good. If Sterling Dixon wants to commit, it's sort of crazy to say, nah, we got to take a longer look. No, you don't. He's good. So uh, it's it's really these specific kids. I don't think it's a change in philosophy, but boy, Alabama's off uh, zo to, zooming to an impressive start in the 24 group. Yeah, really like this 24 group. Of course, I, I don't think anything's going to top this 2023 group uh, in state at least, but uh, 2024 could be could be off to a great start, especially when you consider, you know, Mbakwe already on board and uh, some other dudes in, in the state that I think Alabama leads for. I think it's great. Uh, by the way, the AHSA playoffs are starting uh, in two weeks, so that's going to be something fun for everybody to watch. There are going to be a, a lot of uh, fun Alabama prospects out there playing in the playoffs, and the AHSA playoffs are almost always so much fun. You can go check out uh, the brackets, actually. A lot of them are already set. So, anyway, that's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We appreciate you for making – us your first listen and we'll be back tomorrow with more locked on bama roll tide everybody roll tide